Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading is from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and we read today from the Gospel according to John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii, and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, with this week's message, we take a look and it's something that's a problem at almost any stage of our lives, but it's also one that can lead us into the dark valley. And it's this idea of wanting more. And it can come into play and blind us to a lot of things in life. What we see in our reading today is Mary coming in and using some costly perfume to anoint Jesus' feet. There's an aside to try to write Judas off here. But it doesn't change the fact that what he's saying is true. And I think sometimes we see that aside and write off his statement because of future actions. That we try to write off Judas saying, oh, well, he was a bad character, so his words don't matter. But Judas asks a rather good question. This perfume was expensive. Had they sold it, it would have been almost a year's wages for someone. They could have given that money to the poor. Now the part that becomes odd in this exchange is Judas saying something that is very true and can feel incredibly reasonable. And it's Jesus' response that can feel out of place. And that makes it a little difficult sometimes when we're trying to read these words. Jesus says that Mary has kept this for the day of his burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. And even that statement is a little enigmatic. But the part I wanted to focus on was that idea of, we had it, we should have gone after it and gotten more. This idea of always wanting more. Even the idea of wanting to do more good. Which normally we would look at and say, well, of course we should always be looking for ways to do good. Why wouldn't we? But what happens when wanting more starts to eat away at our ability to live, to be, or to do? 
And for me, that's part of what's happening here. The inability to see an action for what it is because of what could have been. That the action itself isn't enough because of wanting more. It doesn't matter why it was done, only that it could have been something greater. And that can become an endless spiral. If you spend money on anything, you could always say, if I had just spent less, I could have given more to the poor. If I just didn't spend it at all, I could have given away everything. But at what point do you give away everything and have nothing left to be able to give, and suddenly you are unable to help? And that's a difficult thing to think about. Because faltering in either direction too far becomes problematic. On the one hand, we could say that we should enjoy the good things in life. That we should be willing to splurge, be willing to enjoy the here and now. And in enjoying them, we never worry about giving to the poor, about helping those in need. Or on the other hand, we should always give all that we have. So you give away all that you have until you have nothing left, and you yourself are poor and in need, and are unable to help others. The problem here is that at both ends we're going to extremes. We don't see the way that we can move forward without falling fast one or fast to the other. But balance is what's needed. We lose our balance when we begin chasing after wanting more. But it's finding balance that keeps us from falling into those traps and becoming lost in wanting more. And we avoid those difficulties and those extremities. Now, one of the other things about this reading today is that we have to admit that it's also a critique of others. In this, we have Judas passing judgment on Mary's action in Jesus' response. And if we were to think about it, almost anybody could have made the statement that Judas made. It could be Judas was the one to vocalize what others were thinking, what others were whispering about. Because it would not be the first time the disciples had noted something and didn't understand the why. But more importantly, it isn't a reflection about his own actions, but a reflection of the way others are dealing with things. And sometimes it's obvious that more could be done. Sometimes it's easy to look at a situation and say, there was a lot of waste there that could have been used to help others. For example, if we see a billionaire going to space for the fun of it, it's very easy 
to note that that money could have been used for something much better. That a lot of good could have been done instead of just throwing it away. Now, a case like that is pretty easy. But what happens when we relate this to things that are in our own lives? At that point, it gets much harder. Do we critique a neighbor for spending a little extra for more comfort in their vehicle when that money could have been used for the poor? Do we critique each other because the TV we purchased could have been smaller and that money could have been given to the poor? And it goes on and on. We could critique each other in every way possible. How much money did you spend on those clothes? That money could have been given to the poor. How much money did you spend on your shoes? That money could have been given to the poor. How much did you spend on your lunch yesterday? It could have been less and that money could have been given to the poor. I'm not saying that we shouldn't give. But if we trap ourselves into always thinking like that, we'll never be able to give from the heart because we will always give out of guilt. And I think we can look even beyond the fact that it's Mary anointing Jesus' feet. There's a truth in this, that we aren't called to live miserable lives. And I think there's a balance between taking care of ourselves and our happiness and the happiness of the people around us and caring for others and what we give. And I think the solution is to learn to be generous with both. Because if all of your money is spent on only doing things for you, then you aren't being charitable and loving your neighbor as yourself. But if you do nothing for yourself, then what's the love of your neighbor going to end up looking like? If you can't find the time to be able to show yourself care, you aren't going to be able to really care for others. And I think that's the pitfall of wanting more that we could bounce back and forth like a pinball machine between wanting to give and wanting for ourselves and wanting more and wanting more until we don't know what to think and we give up completely on trying. That it feels like a paradox that can't be solved. But again, I say the word is balance. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Which means you can do good things for yourself and good things for your neighbor, that you don't have to choose one over the other. And it may mean that some days you take better care of yourself than others. Some days you may take better care of the people around you. And sometimes you manage to do both splendidly in one day. But the important thing is to not lose sight of either and to not let either become an obsession. Because going to extremes on either direction will leave you incapable of being able to love the way we should love in Christ. 
The reason I recognize this during this series is that it's not that this is an issue raised by being in difficult times, though it can be, but that the back and forth from this poll of wanting more can cause us to fall into those hard times. Because we begin to second-guess ourselves and doubt ourselves and guilt ourselves. And the more that we guilt ourselves into trying to do more and give more and be more and want more and take more, we begin to lose faith because of those doubts, because of those struggles. It can cause us to give up completely and not even try. And so like many things in our lives, it's about finding a balance that allows you to be able to serve and be served, to give and to receive, to love and be loved. In our gospel reading today, Jesus accepts this gift because of its significance and because of its importance and because he won't always be there for her to be able to offer him a gift. Because he won't be there for her to be able to show her thanks in this way again. Because denying her the ability to give the gift would have been denying her the ability to show her love in an expression that was hers. Denying the gift would have taken away something important from Mary. In wanting more, we would be doing harm. Because we're proclaiming that that love isn't enough. So we are called to strike a balance in this way. So that we may be loved and love. That we may know good things in life and share with others. Because self-care is important. Recognizing the gifts of others is important. Wanting to help others is important. Understanding the balance is important so that we're not always wanting more. Because eventually, we'll either take and take and take, or we'll give and give and give, and in either case, truly be left with nothing in the end. But when you find a balance that lets us love in Christ and be loved in Christ... To recognize each other in love. And recognize a gift as a gift. And a kindness as a kindness. Then we may walk in love that we may share in Christ. And we may never lose sight of hope. So that instead of always wanting more. We can be contented in the love that is. Amen.